Matthew 13 and verse 41. The, mon the Son of Man shall send forth his angels. Somebody say angels. angels. Somebody shout angels. angels. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and then and them which do iniquity verse 42 and shall cast them into a furnace of fire then there rather shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth somebody say angels, angels. look at your neighbor and say angels Praise God. Lord, we thank you so very much for you being a powerful, mighty God. Lord, I'm so thankful for every person that's in this house tonight. I'm thankful for every guest. I'm thankful for every church member. I'm thankful for every person, Lord, that is in this building tonight. Thank you for our volunteers and our Sunday school teachers that are taking care of children upstairs. Thank you for our true student ministry team that is doing our service upstairs for them. And, Lord, I'm asking right now that your spirit, Lord, be in every location. Touch and minister to every individual in the name of Jesus Christ. And let us hear your word. Lord, let us hear the challenge that is going to go forth tonight in Jesus' name. And the church says amen. amen. One more time, turn to somebody tell them you're glad to see them. Praise God. You may be seated. You may be seated. Messengers of mercy. Messengers of mercy. If you have at all taken the time to read the Bible, I hope we have. <laughs> Amen. If you've taken the time to read the Bible from the very beginning, from the Garden of Eden all the way till the very end, the renewed heaven and and earth and all of that, you find what we talked about here in this beginning scripture. You find angels all throughout the Bible. They are there. And these beings are also spoken of as spirits, cherubims, seraphims, seraphim rather, sons of God, the heavenly host, or in a few instances they're actually referred to as their proper name. And those names, or some of those names, are Michael and Gabriel. Their names ending in Ael. Ael, which in Hebrew is an expression of God. As in Gabriel, declares the Elohim. Somebody say Elohim. Elohim. God creator. One of the primary activities of the angels in their continual, is their continual offering of praise. I'll tell you this, and I, I preach a message, I preached a message about this many, many years ago. God does not need you and me to praise him. But he wants it. <laughs> he, he, he desires it. He seeketh such to worship him. He wants us to praise him. The Bible says, enter into his gates with who? Us. Let's enter into his gates. Yes, he doesn't need our praise and our worship, but he wants it. And I'm thankful for that. Praise God. 
Because when I worship him and I lift up his name, I feel his presence. I feel him come in the room. Amen. I feel him touch and minister. And so although I understand as an individual that reads the Bible that he doesn't need it because he's got lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of angels to do that all the time, day in, day out. They don't, they don't get off at 5 o'clock. They don't get off at 3 o'clock all the time. Angels. So they, they give him that. That's their primary activity. The, the job description, if you will, of an angel is to continually give offering of praise and worship to the one. Somebody say to the one. The one. There's only one who sits on the throne. Amen? I, I know. I understand. That's, that's a deep subject, but he is one. His name is Jesus. And those angels are giving him praise and giving him honor and lifting him up. Amen? And that's what they are there to do. This may have been the only role of the class of angels known as seraphim. The six-winged beings in Isaiah, that Isaiah spoke of in his visionary experience. And we find that scripture in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 3. They said this, they proclaimed this rather, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Could you imagine that being your only job description? That's pretty incredible. To constantly, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. In John's heavenly vision, he saw innumerable angels, thousands upon thousands, and tens of thousands, tens of thousands, and they were doing what? They were encircling, getting around that throne. We don't have 10,000 here tonight. Man, I sure wish we did. Hey, man, it'd be nice. But tens of thousands, thousands upon thousands, the Bible speaks of that they encircled the throne. The angel of the Lord, the angels of the Lord were frequently involved in announcing and raising up deliverance for the people of God. I like to look at angels in the scripture. I like to see what all they did, but they always brought deliverance when you look at them in the, in the word of God. They, there were people that were in bondage. There were people that were, that were downtrodden and broken. And the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord thus appears to Moses, the Bible says, calling on him to free the Israelites from their plight in Egypt. That's pretty cool, amen? amen? Does anybody wish that today something happened to you today and you wish that there would have been an angel that came by and told somebody, hey, go help them out? That would have been real nice, huh? I believe he can still do it, praise the Lord. The Bible does say that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I believe that he is. But in the Bible, over and over again, there's countless times where 
angels came to deliver. Manifesting himself in human-like form, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak of Ophrim where he met Gideon and he commissioned him to deliver Israel from Midian. Find that in Judges chapter 6, verse 11 through 17. In the case of Samson, the angel of the Lord appeared to both of his parents, announcing his impeding miraculous birth to the barren woman. He then instructed the couple on how to raise him under the Nazarite vow and how to make sure that he did everything that he was supposed to do. He was going to deliver Israel from the Philistines. An angel. Now listen, I've got five beautiful, wonderful kids, and they got cool names that Sister Ginger and I came up with. Uh, some of them we came up with, some of them we found uh, searching the prophet of Google. And uh, <laughs> anyway, but, but I didn't have this kind of experience. I, but an angel came and said, listen, this is how you got to raise your baby. Now, I do believe, no, it's not an angel with wings and a trumpet and all these things, but I do believe this book tells us how to raise our children. Amen? Angels were also deeply involved in proclaiming the birth of our King, our Lord Jesus Christ. An angel of the Lord announced his miraculous birth to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. Gabriel explained the Wonderful news to Mary. Now, again, this particular encounter, as it's been depicted in many different plays and different things you may be seen in movies you've probably looked at and they've acted it out, I can tell you right now, maybe I'm wrong, but I would be completely and totally terrified. Terrified if an angel came to me and said, Hey, listen, you're not married, but... Your old girl's going to have a baby. And you're not going to have anything to do with it. First of all, I'd be like, hold on a second. We need to talk. <laughs> but then when they explained to me how this miraculous thing was going to happen, I'd really say, uh, huh? Because my dad used to say, do what? <laughs> Come again? But that's what angels in the Bible talked about. And I get it. I totally understand it. I've, I've, I've watched a bunch of people and listened to a bunch of people. They don't believe this stuff. But I do believe this stuff. Amen? Amen? I got a little more excited than that. But I mean, I, I believe that angels existed. And I believe they exist. Praise God. Bible talks about concerning his birth again, a, an angel of the Lord accompanied by a multitude, a heavenly host, proclaiming the event to a group of shepherds in nearby Bethlehem. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it wouldn't have been the sheep that stunk if I'd have seen a heavenly host. And I don't mean to be comical, but it's the truth. I, I would have, but that's what our Bible talks about. Messengers of mercy. 
These messengers, they bring things and they tell us things, told us things in the Word of God over and over again. And we can find time after time and story after story. Throughout biblical history, angels provided guidance, help, encouragement to God's people. This is perhaps why they can be referred to as ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation, as Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14 says. After their deliverance from slavery, and as they began their wilderness wanderings, God assured Israel by saying in Exodus chapter 32, 23 rather, and verse 20, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. The psalmist exclaimed God's benevolent protective power toward his people at all times. The angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear him and he delivers them and he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in your ways. Psalms 91 and verse 11. Daniel and the three Hebrew children, the three Hebrews experienced an angelic protection from the fiery furnace. God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lion with Daniel. Again, that's absolutely incredible. I promise you, it's been a few months ago. I was watching those YouTube videos that I talked about before, why people did this, why people did that, concerning the church. And I came across an individual that tried, supposedly a Bible reader, a Bible self-proclaimed scholar in his own definition. But he doesn't believe that story, and I don't understand that when he said that he was a self-proclaimed uh, Bible scholar. I don't believe that that's how it was. I believe that they were just full. No. I believe that the angel of the Lord shut their mouths because the Bible says that. Amen. Seven angels sound the seven tr trumpet judgment of God in Revelations 8 through 9. Seven angels carry the seven last plagues in Revelations 15. And four angels bound at the Euphrates and release and kill a third of humanity in Revelations 9, 14 through 15. This terrifying, somebody say terrifying. terrifying. This terrifying, destructive work of angels is something that would completely and totally probably call someone to have the kind of attitude or kind of mindset that many do when it comes to angels. But ladies and gentlemen, I believe angels are real. I believe there are messengers of mercy. I believe angels, yes, they do bring the wrath of God when he tells them to do whatever he tells them to do. Amen. I believe that. And so, no matter what your thought process is and no matter what you may feel about angels ladies and gentlemen according to God's word angels are real and angels 
do what their king, <laughs> the king, tells them to do. Continuing on. In the time of Abraham, two angels carried out God's retribution against the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. You can find that in Genesis 19. And when the Syrian king threatened Israel, an angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. An angel. I'm not talking about a human being. I'm talking about an angel. Go to your Bibles, if you would, 2 Kings. 2 Kings. Second Kings chapter 19 and verse 34, beginning at verse 34. Listen to what it says. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. The angel. Wow. That doesn't sound like a messenger of mercy. Wow, wow, wow. Look what God can do with angels. Somebody say angels. I'm hurrying. I'll be done here in just a moment. The common thread from cover to cover in the word of God. When the supernatural, I know that's not a word in the word of God, and I hesitated to even use it, but when supernatural help an intervention came was purpose and mission. The common thread was purpose and mission. They were commissioned. And when they aligned themselves to God's commission, their help showed up. I'm going somewhere. If a host showed up at his birth, knowing the purpose and mission of the birth of Christ, then don't you believe they would show up for new birth of every person that walked in this building, lifted their hands and said, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of everything I've done wrong. Forgive me of all the hurt and all the pain. Praise God. You've got to get this. Out of everything that I say tonight, every person in the building, I'm going to say that again. The common thread from cover to cover in the word of God when supernatural help and intervention came was purpose and mission. They were commissioned and they aligned themselves to God's commission. When that happened, when everybody got in unity, when this brother and this brother and this sister and this sister said, you know something? I know what God wants to do. 
God wants to save the world from this untoward generation. Stay, I'm going to stay close. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ has been doing something this month. What Brother Marks preached on the second, the second night, which was last Wednesday night, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, God began to do something. God began to unify us. We felt like we were good, but many people that I talked to said, I thought I was good, but I wasn't good. Pastor thought he was good, but when he heard the word of God, Pastor had to go do some stuff and say some things and get forgiveness for some things. Amen? That's what I had to do. Maybe you were different, but that's what I had to do. I had to, I had to talk to somebody. I had to carry on a conversation with somebody and said, listen, I want you to forgive me. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because we got to align. And we can't have anything in the way. We can't have stuff in the way. I'm telling you, some of you haven't listened to it yet. And I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to just, I, I can't make you do it, but you need to listen to the last night of last week's message. Because God spoke a word through a man of God. And I'm telling you, it is going to do exactly what I'm talking about right now. It's going to align us with the commission. It's going to align us with the great commission that Jesus Christ wants us to get in our spirit and our heart. But a lot of us have some peripheral things that we don't even realize there, that they're there, or we don't even care that they're there. We've kind of put them out of our mind, and we're living with them. Some of us live without submission. This ain't even in my notes. I'm just going to talk in the Holy Ghost. Some of you live completely and totally out of the will of God. I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to be transparent. I was out of the will of God when I heard that message on Wednesday night. Because there were things inside of me that needed to get fixed. There was somebody that I needed to talk to that I needed to get it fixed. Because there wasn't forgiveness there and I hadn't forgiven. Thought I had, but I hadn't. Anybody ever done that? Confession is good for the soul, amen? And so I was out of the will of God. I was not where he wanted me to be. And there was stuff that was fogging my vision of the Great Commission. And I'm telling you, this is what we don't understand. And I want us to get this part. I mean, this is in my, in my notes, but I, I want us to get this. If one... person is out of the will of God it doesn't just affect you it doesn't just affect your family it affects this church and I'm not talking about the four walls I'm talking about the body that's in here it's biblical ladies and gentlemen a little leaven how much of it? All of it gets messed up. And I want us to be in sync with what God wants us to be in sync with. And this is why. 
when they align themselves to God's commission, their help showed up. Amen? You get where I'm going now? When we all get on the proverbial same page, if you will. Now, I get it. There's going to be some people that are a lot more biblically sound and know a whole lot more, but I'm talking about spiritually. Amen? We can all be in the same lane. We can all be fighting the same battle. We can all have... We can all get aligned with the Great Commission. We can all love. We can all serve. We can all live for God. We can all share His Word. Amen. Brother Jordan had no idea what I was talking about tonight, but he came in my office and he said, Pastor, this is what I'm going to be talking about tonight, talking about love. And I was like, yeah. I said, go do a search in the Bible. I did. I did. It's like saturated. You know why? God so the world. It's a big deal to Jesus Christ. If you love him, you're going to do what? You're going to keep his commandments. It's a big deal. And so if we truly love him, I said if we truly love him, we're going to keep his commandments. If we truly love him, we're going to love our neighbor. If we truly love him, we're going to get in alignment with him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And this is what you need to hear. Satan. Somebody say Satan. Satan. Somebody say the devil. the devil. Does anybody believe that he exists? Yes. Amen. Satan understands the two harvests. And that is why there is a battle against the will of God. Once a church steps into his will, Satan is outnumbered. When we decide to say, you know something? I'm going to submit biblically to the man of God in my life. I'm going to submit to God. Ladies, this isn't to be mean. I'm not being mean. It's biblical. Go read it. Go study it for yourself. Get smart, okay? I'm going to submit to the head of my home. Those of you that are married, I'm going to submit to the head of my home. I don't know if I've ever felt the pushback like I just felt right then, but I felt it. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm being, being dead serious. I'm not just being funny. I felt something in the spirit. I really did. And I hadn't eaten very much today, so I did eat a, uh, what did I eat? I don't even remember what it was. That's probably what I'm feeling. I'm serious. I don't even know what to do with that because I don't feel that very often. If we don't submit how God wants us to submit, <laughs> we will not ever do what God intends for us to do. Would you just lift your hands for a moment? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I'm asking that we all, every person, 
Lord, let every man submit to your word. Let every lady submit to your word. God, let every person in, under the sound of my voice study to show themselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord, why do we want to do that? Lord, we want to do that so we can get an alignment. We want to do that, Lord, so we can fulfill, Lord, your great commission in this last and closing hour. In the name of Jesus, let our ears hear what your word is going to declare to us over the next couple of minutes. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I want to say it again. Satan understands the two harvests, and that is why there is a battle against the will of God. Once a church steps into God's will, Satan is outnumbered, and he cannot Somebody say he cannot. He cannot, he cannot win. He, it's impossible. He cannot win. He can't win over your family. But I read the, you said, read the back of the book, the devil loses. Yes, he does. But I'm going to tell you something. He doesn't go down without a fight. And he doesn't go down without taking somebody with him. And this community, ladies and gentlemen, is littered with people that he fought and he won. Amen? Some of your family members, he fought them and he won. But when we get together in the will of God and in alignment with God and we get everything in the peripheral, put it, put back, get out of here. I don't want it in my life. I want it gone. And we get into the will of God. He cannot, he cannot, he cannot win. Yes, he'll create roadblocks. He will shoot his fiery darts. He will distract. But the church that is focused, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Every person in this section and every person in this section and every individual in this section and all of you over here and everybody upstairs, when we get focused on what God's heartbeat is, and we, make, we, got, we get an attitude like this. I don't care what it takes. I'm doing it, Jesus. I've said it many of times. When we get an attitude like whatever commandment, I don't care. I'm doing it. There is no commandment too grievous. I'm doing it, Jesus. I know I got busy doing other, but you know something? God said he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go grab me a Bible, study the Bible, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Somebody say, I've been commissioned. We have been commissioned. And don't think for a moment that your help will not be with you. Praise God. Now listen. Just because we're in alignment. Just because we finally, in Jesus' name, get everybody together. And there is a submission in every area of life. It may not keep you from the fiery furnace. It may not keep you from the lion's den. But your help 
will take you through whatever it is. Oh, somebody lift your voice to him right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't you do that right now? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Sir, yes, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Yes, sir, you do, you do need to have the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've got to have it. Except the man is born of water and of spirit, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But listen to me, sir. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't mean it's going to keep you from everything, but what it does mean is when you go through the fiery furnace and when you go through hell and high water, there's going to be a comforter. There's going to be a help there. There's going to be a king there. And he's going to take you through it. And the reason he's going to take you through it is because you're in the will of God. I'll tell you what happens. Pardon me, those of you who are listening online. But stupidity comes in in people's lives many of times. They go to, I go to church every, every Sunday and Wednesday. I even go to every revival service. But you sit on your duff and you don't pray. You don't lift your hands. Somebody has to say something that messes with your emotions to get you to cry. You don't ever come to the altar. I'm about to get on a stinking pedestal right now about that. You want things to get right with your life? Come to an altar. Listen, hold on, hold on. Well, I don't want people gathering around. Come tell me that. I have told them many of people. Quit shaking their head. Quit pushing on that person. Get away from them. They don't want you. If you want that, come tell me. I'll get them off of you. I promise you, I don't have an issue with it at all. If it gets you to an altar, because let me tell you, the only place, the only place where something dies is an altar. Man, I don't know why I'm getting on this, but here I go. Some of you are dealing with you don't even know it, but you're dealing with a generational curse. Mama acted this way. Mama did this. And so you keep it on the tradition. I don't believe in generational curses. Better go read that book. Mama's been unsubmissive for a long, 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 long time. And so you pick that up and you're unsubmissive. Church and God was never important to daddy, so it ain't important to you. And so you sit on your rear end and you do not come to an altar and pray and ask God to change you and transform your life. I feel the Holy Ghost right now, ladies and gentlemen. And you could be the reason that there is not a true reviving in your family. And what kills me, what I just said, probably went, that wasn't for me, and it was for you. Praise God. One more time, would you lift your hands to him right now? Jesus' name.
Come on, lift your voice to him right now. Lift your voice to him. 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 Jesus, none of us are perfect. Not a person in this place, including the man holding the microphone, is perfect, Lord. I want to get an alignment. I want every I dotted, every T crossed, oh, Lord. Here a little, there a little, Lord. In the name of Jesus, help me, oh, God. Help me do what I need to do, that I may preach and deliver your word and people may hear it. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking right now, Lord, for those that are not sensitive, Lord, would become sensitive and would hear that word that has been spoken across this holy desk tonight. In Jesus' name, Lord, we want to experience a reviving in every family. We want to experience a reviving in every family group of Truth Church. In Jesus' name, we want our kids, Lord, to experience a reviving. Lord, we want everything that is in the home that is contrary to your word, that is anti-Christ, to be a eradicated. Lord, from attitudes, from stuff, things of this world, in the name of Jesus, we want to get in alignment, Lord, with your great commission so we can experience people getting baptized every Sunday, people being filled with the Holy Ghost every Sunday. Lord, we want this to be a birthing place. We want to know what to do, oh God, and we want to do what we can do, Lord, with people that become brand new babies in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I don't even know who's here to play, but if you could, I have somebody come play. If messengers of judgment will come to gather the harvest in the end, then without a doubt, without a doubt, God will send them first messengers of mercy. Together the wheat. They may not look like wheat starting out. <laughs> they may be in their embryo stage, if you will. Praise God. After the prayer meeting, when Peter came down from the housetop and walked the road others walked, he was where he needed to be for revival. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you go read it. And this is what I need everybody in this building to hear right now. I'm almost done. God is not waiting told you the message is going to be a little different. I know we talked about angels. God is not waiting on the spirit. God is not waiting on messengers of mercy or the harvest. He is waiting on his body. He's waiting on his body to get an alignment. He's waiting on every man and every woman and every family. That's what he's waiting on. He needs somebody with eyes to see. Hands that can touch. Feet that will go. The Bible says go to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come. 
He's waiting, Sister Sayward, on hearts to love. They don't look like you. They don't act like you. They don't smell like you. They don't. But get your hind end up out of your seat that you sit on until we finally start singing and walk over to somebody and tell them, man, I love you. I don't even know who you are. I don't, don't be creepy. But let the Spirit of the Lord speak to you because I promise you, when you get in alignment and your heart's beating with what makes, what makes God smile, You'll be sitting in your pew on a Sunday morning. You'll look across and God will give you a word for somebody. And because you love like Jesus loves, you ain't going to be able to sit there. I, I got to go and tell them, hey, I got to go introduce myself. I got to go ask them to coffee. I got to go tell them I want to teach you a Bible study. I know you're new, but I, let me tell you, listen to my testimony. Love, he needs hearts to love. Hands to touch. Feet to go. Ears to that will just listen. Hey, you want to go to coffee? While they're boohooing their eyes out and they're telling you about the depression and the hurt and the pain in their life, they just want you to listen. I've tried everything. I've drank, I've smoked, I've done drugs, I've, done, I've messed my life up, my kids don't even love me, my wife left me, I messed everything up. They just need you to listen. And at the end of them fellering everything that happened, you say, well, I'm sorry all that happened. I'm sorry maybe even you inflicted some of that pain, but I don't know very much about anything, but I do know one thing. I know that the man that changed my life, that came to seek and to save that which is lost. Ladies and gentlemen, I know the angels are beautiful and I know they do incredible things we heard about it tonight but let me tell you what God's waiting on God's waiting on you a friend of mine preached a message a long time ago and I refer to it often because it changed my life that much Matt Tuttle go look it up if you want to find it somebody's hanging on you but you're so stinking selfish it's about me and mine and my stuff and I'm going to put my hands in my pocket. I'm going to show Pastor Darren. I ain't even going to worship on Sunday. Somebody's hanging on you. Just realize that. There's a community that wants to hear the word of God and wants us all. I'm going to tell you something. This is what's going to happen. When we all get in alignment and we move with what moves God, it's been prophesied, but I understand it now. There will be an influx of souls. There will be seven and eight and 25 and 30 guests that receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And right after that, not just first steps in deeper life, but there'll be, there'll be Bible studies being taught. And you know what's going to be helping us do that? Him. Our help will come. In every place in the Bible, help came, ladies and gentlemen. When we all, when they all got lined up, when they were all in the will of God. I want to be in the will of God. I want us to be in the will of God. Swallow your pride. Quit trying to figure God out. Good luck. You ain't smart enough. I ain't either. I know you think you are. I know you have 29 
plaques on your, on your wall at home that says all the doctorates and the, and the masters are great. But guess what? You still are dumb when it comes to Jesus. Praise God. I don't mean to be mean. It's just the truth. You're not going to figure out God. But there's one thing we can figure out. is His plan. It's easy. It's light. It's the simple gospel. Praise God. And when we finally say, okay, God, I'm thankful for messengers of mercy. I'm thankful for all the miraculous things that happened and brought forth. But Lord, I know what you're waiting on truly for the harvest to happen is for me to see, for me to swallow my pride, for me to get my hands dirty, if you will, and go touch the broken. Take time. Let's stand to our feet all across the building. I know I hesitate to say it this way because I know not everyone's married. And that doesn't matter. I want you to come. Every married couple, I want you to come hand in hand. Praise God. I want you to scoot close. We got, a, we got about, well, we got one minute, but probably 30 seconds, but we're going to take some time if we can. Everyone else, would you come in? It's no respecter of person. Nobody's better than just because somebody's married. Maybe your spouse isn't here. It's all right. Just scooting close. If your spouse isn't here or you don't have a spouse, I want you to pray the same prayer for just a couple of minutes. I want you to pray that you and your family would get in spiritual alignment. I want you to pray that, Lord, let us have eyes to see. Let us have hands that will touch. Lord, let us have hearts that will love anybody, no matter their pedigree, no matter what they've come from. We got to be disciples, ladies and gentlemen. We got to do more. The Bible says one plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. Ladies and gentlemen, what is our job description in that? We got to be the planter and we got to be the waterer. Come on, we got to water. We got to water. We got to plant. We got to plant. Oh, come on, lift your voice to him all across this building. Come on, if you're in this place and you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I know there's people in this altar right now. You need the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you right now to come. I'm asking you to lift your voice. Come on, sir. sir. Come on, ma'am. Come on, individual in this house. Let God speak to you right now. You've been in alignment for a while. Let God speak to you. Pray with someone that needs the Holy Ghost. We got warm water to get baptized. We got changes of clothes. It's the best time as any to get in alignment with Jesus Christ. I'll tell you something. Your children are hanging on you. I'll tell you something. That son, that daughter that you feel like has been lost out forever, they're waiting on you. They don't even know it. But when it happens, when you get in alignment, when you start loving, when you start having hands to see, hands to feel, and eyes to see, and a heart to love, and ears to listen, I'm going to tell you something. When you have a mind that will think about what God's going to do, you'll envision it. That's when the help's going to come. You've tried everything. 
except submitting to God. You've been waiting on the messenger of mercy to sweep down and you've prayed the prayer. God, would you just visit them at nighttime? Oh, but there's things in your closet. There's things where you haven't lined up. You want your mom to be saved. You want your dad to be saved. And you're saying, Lord, shake them in the middle of the night. Cause an angel to visit them. Oh, I know he does those kinds of things. But he's waiting on you, ladies and gentlemen. He's waiting on me. He's waiting on us as a body of Christ. When are we going to open our eyes? When are we going to finally see? When are we finally going to get a heartbeat that Jesus wants us to have? Come on, lift your voices to him right now. When are we going to be true disciples? That we, oh man, small groups are about to be over. We should be anticipating the next small group session. We should be anticipating the next small group launch, the next semester. I can't wait because it's going to give me an opportunity to invest in somebody, to invest in someone, to tell somebody because I got eyes that see the need. I got a heart that wants to love somebody that's broken. Come on. There's someone that ain't like you. There's somebody that don't feel like you. There's somebody that doesn't have a prayer life like you. But you could be the missing key to helping them get that prayer life. Oh, don't be a lone ranger. Don't be all by yourself. Come on, husband. Come on, wife. Pray together. Pray right now. God, let us see. God, let us be the one, oh Lord that helps the next person come in, the next person get baptized. Let us be the one, Jesus. God, would you cover every person under the sound of my voice and all of those that are watching tonight, oh Lord. Yes, I'm thankful for every messenger of mercy. Oh Lord, I'm thankful for every example that the Word of God gave us tonight. But Lord, I believe right now, right now, oh Lord, through your word, the best message of mercy is being shown to each and every one of us, was spoken to each and every one of us. Lord, the man of God, the prophet of God said it last week. Lord, destinies are in the balance. And Lord, I'm hoping that that door hasn't already closed. And my prayer today was that that door is not already closed. And Lord, if it's not, if you, again, have shown mercy, God, I'm asking, I'm asking, Lord, that people would see, people would see their shortcoming and do what they got to do. People would allow their heart to truly love how you intended it to love. And they would finally listen to every word every word and they would listen to your still small voice that nudges them and speaks to them oh Lord just like you did with Adam in the cool Eve in the cool of the day in the name of Jesus Lord my vision is that every person every person oh Lord would think about the church every person would think about the next service and every person would have a heartbeat man I can't wait God show me Lord I, I want to know what's going to happen I, I want to know what I need to do Lord I want you to Lord I, I know what I need to do but Lord I want you to give me that vision of the person you want me to go to oh Lord I, I want to think on these things in Jesus name
Come on, every hand lifted one more time. Lord, forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive us of our failures. Forgive us of our downsettings, oh Lord. And I'm asking that mercy would reign in every life. Lord, I'm asking right now that this summer be the summer of Bible studies. This summer be the summer of us showing love like we never have. Lord, it is not just something that's printed on our, on all of our curriculum and all of our doors and everywhere, but Lord, we do love you. Lord, we do want to serve others. Lord, we are going to live for you. And Lord, it is our passion to share the gospel, to share the truth and love with anyone we come in contact with. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for speaking to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us something in your word tonight. Yes, I'm thankful for every miraculous happening in your word. Lord, I'm looking at the miraculous that spread across this altar right now. You want to perform miracles with every voice. You want to perform, perform miracles with every hand. You want to perform the miraculous, Lord, with every heart. Oh, Lord, as it loves the broken and the hurting sinner. In Jesus' name, let us as a body, let us as a family of God and family leaders and family groups, oh Lord, let us have passion. God, but let us have vision. And God, when we have passion and we have vision and we're focused on that, we'll have biblical success. We'll have ordained by God's success in this last and closing hour. That's my prayer. That's my heartbeat. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, somebody say, so be it. Come on, somebody say, so be it. In Jesus' name. If there's anybody in the house that needs to be baptized in Jesus' name, you can make your way over right here. Brother Jason, would you wave your hand? He'll, he'll help make sure you get to where you need to go. But what better time than right now to be baptized in Jesus' name? Truth Church, let's unify. Let's get unified in our homes. Every guest, we welcome you. We want you to be a part. We want you to come back on Sunday. We love you. We truly do love you. And we want you to be a part of the family of God. Praise God. God bless you. Greet one another.